and also talk about hints that we are here and in which way in and in which way we can we can better fulfill ourselves this this results in what you can call seeking now see what it is that differentiates us from the unevolved is the fact that we do seek and we seek in many different ways now this seeking is a very important part of our existence and this seeking should lead us to a goal now if you study biology in this university as i did everything tends to be rather mechan mechanical and people assume that things must have an evolutionary value in order to survive um and that may be true but it may not be true quite as darwin thought I and mean, it may not be mechanical I and mean, there may be some higher force that is in fact planning things true it is evolving us but it has planned things out from before the more reflective biologists were aware of this sherington described it darcy smith described it and this so one has to consider what is the value of seeking the value of seeking must be that there are levels of human evolution beyond this and that these levels can only be attained by seeking what do you do when you are seeking what you do when you are seeking is that you pit yourself against your destiny or against your existence and you try to understand it that is what most of us do in this process we develop the various virtues that are necessary to exist things like courage fidelity intelligence and so many of them love loyalty and when the time comes the seeking is fulfilled and we go into another stage of evolution which you can call self realization now this stage of evolution was long known because before we got them others got it and and they told us that there was something on the way now the important thing about this is that those who achieved it inflame the desire of those who had not and along this wave of desire certainly there have been many imitations many who claim to have achieved it but haven't and they all imitate the same thing and they're all very similar to each other they speak the same language um they quote the same scriptures sometimes and they're all trying to imitate that which is real but the difference between the imitation and the reality is that a imitation car cannot move a real car moves an imitation yoga cannot give union or self realization as described by the great saints like shankaracharya whereas the real yoga does now what are the signs of self realization the most important is the cool wind or the chaitanya of the divine energy 
that thing which is derived from the chitta, the divine chitta, which is the divine attention which flows over the whole of existence, as the breath of God which blew upon the waters and created the universe, for instance. Now this is the sine qua non of a realized soul, that he feels and emits Chaitanya, and for, moreover, that any other realized soul who meets him can feel the same cool wind emitting from his whole body and from the top of his head, the Sahasrara. There are many of us here who know this to be true, and there are thousands in India who have experienced it. This is realization. But on the coattails of this great thing, there are unfortunately many charlatans who have various motives for doing what they do. Some are material, others are, if you like, vain glory or vanity. Um, having been disgusted by the fact that they do not have the glory that surrounds realized souls, they try and build castles for themselves in the air rather than achieving the reality. The reality is here to be achieved and its achievement can be measured. If you have been blessed by God and by union with him, then you ought to have certain qualities. You ought to feel that your life has improved visibly and not only you because you maybe have just a subjective opinion but those around you should feel that indeed there has come over you a transformation that makes you if you like that marks you out amongst men as something else and those should be in the direction of the virtues they should not be in the direction of vanity or an inflated ego or an excessive belief that you know everything, it should manifest as compassion. After all, the nature of the divine is compassion. It should manifest as love and it should manifest as collectivity. After all, we are all cells in the same body. And until, and all realized souls of any value have always been passionately concerned with the saving of the whole collective. That is why they have incarnated when they have had no need to incarnate. And even when incarnated, they do their best. Furthermore, they are not show-offs. And nor do they speak nonsense. The mark of a realized soul is that he speaks very simply. You see, they have a certain innocence. That innocence which enables them in their relation to the divine to be like children. It's only when you accept the divine as a parent that you can be molded by the divine. After all, what is the divine's interest in having you on this earth? It is to mold you, to evolve you, so that you can become more aware of him. Now, the only way you can do this is by being humble and childlike before him. There is, in fact, no other way. And Christ himself, who descended upon this earth as an incarnation of the Son of the Divine, pointed this out when he said that unless you are as little children, you cannot attain the kingdom of God. Now, the other feature of innocence is a very innocent attitude to sexuality. Children do not think about sex. They do not talk about it, and nor are they concerned with it, really. 
Children are very spontaneous. At the moment that they eat, they are concerned with eating. At the moment that they sleep, they are concerned with sleeping. They do not project, they do not try to convolute, nor do they try to analyze. Now, if you have not achieved this, and if there is no chance of your achieving this, then the chances are that you might try to mislead others who may try to achieve it. The best way to do this is by convoluting this world, by putting in such caveats and twisting the perception of the individual that the simplicity is lost. Now what is simplicity? Simplicity is going out in the morning and seeing the earth covered with dew. If you are a simple human being, wherever you may live in this world, you will recognize that as a manifestation of divine grace. You do not need to read the Bible to recognize that manna fell in the same way from heaven. Wherever you are in the world, dew is considered to be a manifestation of that because you feel it in your heart, not because you've read it somewhere. You see, this heart, this spontaneous innocence of the heart is the springboard from which we jump to our higher evolution. And it is a manifestation of universities like this, I, I speak from experience, that the intellect and not the heart is inflated. Now that's okay, we need a certain amount of intelligence to get on with our jobs and to do various things, but you see the intelligence is only an offspring of the whole growth of a human individual. It is dependent upon it as a branch is dependent upon the whole tree. If a branch outgrows itself, then the whole tree is diseased and damaged and cannot stand. So we have to be balanced. But you see, we take the intellect as the sum total of our existence. Now, and we believe that if someone speaks intellectually, then there is something very great about him. Why is this? It is because of human vanity, I think, that there develops in human beings for what reason I do not know, a force which cannot accept that which is given free and which seeks to glorify itself. And this is a, mo a momentum or a movement that can amplify itself over a long period of time and that can lead to delusion. Now, Sahaja Yoga is very simple. You don't need to be very intelligent to get it. You don't need to be an intellectual to get it. Now what you do need to do is to be simple, to be innocent, and to be trusting. I think that Sri Mataji is about to come in and perhaps she will amplify much of what I have been saying. great thing to be in her presence because it is not often that we are given the privilege of coming face to face with reality and I can only attention and see what you can get this evening when we say we are seeking we must know that we are a special category of people. 
people were seeking before also they were seeking power money possessions affluence every sort of thing still they are not satisfied those who have got it. and so those who are seeking the truth are the highest highest of all in the evolution they are the ones who are going to jump into that higher state which is called as self realization if you are not seeking then nobody can force seeking on you it cannot be done even by force if you take somebody to the beautiful lake of nectar of god's love and even if you force the person to drink it it is you who has to enjoy it and unless and until you have the seeking you will not have the sensitivity to enjoy that nectar and truth is what it is we cannot change it we cannot organize it we cannot transform it it is it has been it will be and what is the truth the truth is that god loves us that his divine power of love is all pervading is everywhere that this power is active all the time is the living power of living god and that this power does all the things that we call as living works of god a flower is transformed into a fruit by this power this body we get out of that power from amoeba to this stage we have come out of that power the whole world is created out of that power in everything that power resides and works out sorts out coordinates things for everyone above all it is the love of god is compassion of god we human beings have not got the comprehension of his love <coughs> we try to see him through our own angles through our short sight through our blinkers that we have put he is the ocean ocean of love all the oceans put together cannot be compared with that ocean of love that ocean of forgiveness and ocean of complete well-being for us only thing we have to jump into it we have to enter into his kingdom that is what one has to do when it is accomplished then you are just there you are looked after that is the domain of god i am talking about and there when you enter in as a by product all kinds of well beings are blessed upon just they are bestowed upon you just get them automatically but this happening also is not our doing this also is the doing of god he has arranged us in this way that you can see in the chart this is the life tree what you say the tree of life as described 
and this is the one that is within us already placed all these centers which are subtle centers are expressed outside as growth centers when this residual force as kundalini which people must have explained to you from that sacred bone of sacrum rises and pierces through all these centers it enlightens all of them one one by one by that enlightenment only you get your physical well being your mental well being your emotional well being and ultimately your spiritual well being that means you become the spirit once you become that absolute absolute then all relativity drops out we actually live in a relative world which is false which is not true this power has its own telecommunication it's so tremendous that it is unbelievable that such a power exists around us and we are not aware of we are not aware of many we are not aware that this mother earth is moving with such a tremendous speed we are standing on top of that and nothing happens to you we are not aware of the gravity we are not aware of many things because god is so kind so gentle and so thoughtful that he wants us to live happily as human beings so he doesn't want us to hear some things which are not good for us for our ears so he makes the frequency of these things are so sharp that we can't hear with these ears some of them he makes them so low that you can't hear only what you can hear and enjoy he makes it there but we in our freedom have done lot of wrong to ourselves to each other to our society to the whole world once we realize this freedom is nothing but is our ego our ego which has created this problem for all other people then we have also another thing where we get conditioned which creates a super ego now in our activity which is the right side sympathetic nervous system we accumulate this horrible thing called ego because when we act we think we are doing it we are in charge you are not he is in charge we are really doing nothing what are we doing like the people asked me mother how can you cure everything so easily it's simple how do you make a flower into a fruit to us we take it from planted we are not bothered to find out but can you do it It's so difficult. Can you do it? We can't. But if it is God's power, it can do it. So if you also have the God's power flowing in you, which will happen to you as soon as you get your realization, you can do it. Anybody can do it. It's very simple, like any instrument. When it is put to the mains, it starts acting, and then we see that this is an instrument. Otherwise, it looks like a funny stuff here. it has to be put to the mains the instrument is ready but within us these two things called the ego and super ego as a result of our activity and as a result of our conditioning are accumulated in our brain these two are to be sucked in. that's very important because when they grow these two elements or two we can say a balloon like structures they make a very strong gap 
filled with calcium. And you become an egg, another becomes an egg, third person becomes an egg. You develop your I-ness. I am this, I am that. All kinds of misidentification start coming on us. When this is to be sucked, what should we do? That's the question. What are we to do? To raise the Kundalini. As I said, it is a living process and you cannot do any living work. So you just can't do it. It is as simple as that. You yourself can't do it. But somebody who is enlightened, <coughs> who is a light, can enlighten another light. Because that light is ready, just ready, but you need an enlightened light to enlighten that light. Once that light is enlightened, that light can enlighten another light. But the problem is, when the light which is enlightened tries to say that you have to be enlightened, immediately you hate that person. You don't like it. Because ego is there, which is ignorance. That's how people like Christ were crucified. What wrong did He do to people except that, see, He said, I am the light. It's true, He was the light. No doubt that He was the Son of God. It's true, He was the Son of God, which you can prove on vibrations. On this, by this Sahaja Yoga you can prove it, what He was. He was that. But that time people killed Him. Why? Only because He said, I am the light and that you were to be enlightened by Him. You allowed Him to live only for four years and when He was killed, when He was crucified, you took advantage of that and made all kinds of artificial things out of it. He could not explain many things which He talked. He could not say anything. On the cross He said, it has been accomplished. What has been accomplished? Nobody thinks about it, what has been accomplished. So we have to take reference from other people, those who have been deeper than us, who have gone into it, who have found out certain things about Christ. And they say that Christ accomplished the greatest thing, greatest feat, because He was nothing but Omkara. He was nothing but the vibration. And that's why He had no body and only He could accomplish it. And what did He do? Is to accomplish Himself on this cross, where we have this ego and super ego. Of course they said He died for our sins. Oh, how did He die for our sins? We say He died for our sins, we accept it, yes, because churches are telling, people are telling, Bible is saying, but how? He suffered for us, then why are we suffering? But when He said, you are to be born again, we don't pay any attention to that. For that we have found out an escape. You take your child to the church and they put some water artificially, you accept, all right, you are born again. I met people who, who are certified born again. They quarreled with me and fought with me for nothing at all. I said, how are you born again? If you are born again, that means an egg becomes a bird, have you become something different? Is there any transformation in you? How do you believe? Why are you so self-opinionated? If you are born again, what happens to you? What happens to you? What is born again? Is? Born again is nothing but the Kundalini awake, which rises on top of your head. And here is the seat of your spirit. Of course it resides in your heart, but the seat of the spirit is here. And once it touches that seat, immediately you start feeling that subtle thing which is all pervading within you. 
for the first time you feel this cool breeze of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is nothing but the power of God, the power of Islam, which is called as Adi Shakti in Sanskrit language. We don't want to accept anything else from outside, any dictionary we don't want to accept to give answers to things, to mysteries that we have been suffering all these days. Once this cross, which is between the ego and superego, is enlightened, Christ is awakened there. He sucks in both these things, your karmas, your actions and your conditionings, your sins. It is Shakti. There is no more for you to suffer. Why do you want to suffer? Some people have started another theories that we must suffer if we have to go to Christ. Why? Did He not suffer for you sufficiently? Did He not do that? He has done it. Then why suffer? Be joyous that He established Himself there at that point. In the Hindu scriptures He is called as Mahavishnu. But if I tell this, to them that this was Christ, they won't believe me. If I tell this to Christians, they won't believe me. They don't want to believe it because for them Christ is their contract. They have a contract with Christ, as if they are the contractors of Christ. Nobody dares say anything about Christ, it's only they who are the Christians. And it's a they who are the Hindus, they who are the Sikhs, they who are the Muslims, and they don't know anything about reality. Just fighting morning till evening, in the name of God, the one who is the ocean of love, compassion and bliss. They are so disturbed, so upset, so violent that one can easily see there is nowhere the blessings of God, there is no blissful state, there is no peace in because there is no peace within. How can you have the peace without? And this is what it is one should understand that in the name of God many things have been done which are absolutely against Him. They are anti-God activities because if you become a fanatic, you are anti-God, absolutely anti-God. You have to see that God exists for the whole universe. Nobody can take His contract and can organize it. When I say this, of course there will be people who are interested in things which, with which they are identified. <coughs> They want to carry on with that kind of identification. Maybe they get some money out of it, maybe some sort of a name or something fake. But what is most important is your spirit. Why identify with anything else but your own spirit? You cannot get money out of it. No. The joy of spirit is the reward of spirit. Why do you want money for? Why do you want fame for? Why do you want anything of these worldly things which are so transitory, temporary, will be finished off. Why not ask for something that is eternal? Why not ask for the eternal life of spirit? And that if you ask, it is at your doorsteps, you can get it. It's very simple and easy. When you say it is simple, people can't understand. They think, how can it be? You have to stand on your head for one life, then you have to stand on one leg for one life. That's the idea they have got about penance. There is no need to do that. Christ has done for you. Believe me, He has done it. So now, how to understand the simplicity? In this room, say, there are so many lights and we all can see each other, this, the room is enlightened. But what did you do? You just switched on one switch. Very simple. 
If you ask anybody how do I put the light on, oh go, just go. There's a light there, just switch on. That's all, you get the light. But for a person who has never seen electricity, it must be a wonder. How? Just switching one light, so simple? It is not, in a way. It is made simple for you. But there's a big organization behind it. There's a big history behind it. And there are so many people who are working it out. There's a big machinery. In the same way, whatever looks so simple to us is tremendous, is great. But God Almighty in His care and tenderness doesn't want you to know anything about it. Forget it. You just jump into it. You just enter into the kingdom of God and enjoy the bliss, that's all. Why do you want to bother about these things? Of course, as we are very thought-oriented, people want to know about it. That's why one has to talk about these things. But best is to get your enlightenment first and then talk about it. It's a headache to talk about the electricity and about its uh, history, the inventors and the problems they have had. And then after all this, when you have fumbled down, fallen down, everybody hit each other, kicked each other, then say, all right, now it's very simple, just put on the light. It's better to be other way around that I say, all right, put on the light and then we'll talk about it. I'm so happy to see so many people in Cambridge today. Really very happy because I've been here before also. But we had no response, I was surprised. Here where there are many false gurus are working out their tricks. People have collected thousands of pounds from this place, Cambridge, which is the seat of learning where so many educated people live, intelligent people live, have been befooled completely and ha have been pampered, their ego has been pampered. They have gone into such trips which are very dangerous. We had somebody from Cambridge in Sahaja Yoga, very well educated person, got into epilepsy going to such a horrible fellow, lost all his money, everything, bankrupt and also epileptic educated, very well educated, first-class boy, ruined for his life. But why it happens to us? We must think. Why we are enamored by such people? Because we believe in the superficial things. Because it is being advertised in such a way, these people come with a circus. Because they have to attract you. They have to attract you for their purses. They have to attract you for their own powers because they want that people should be dominated by them, because they can extract money. Their interests are very low, base, and we don't see it, we don't understand it. They pamper our ego, they'll talk of big things, we are going to make you a minister, we are going to do this. We say, oh, all right, we follow all this nonsense. Imagine, this ego is such a tricky thing. It plays tricks not only with others but plays with yourself also. It cheats you. The so-called intelligence of the ego can cheat you. And that's how many people are lost. Those who are seekers of ages are lost because these horrible satanic forces knew how to play the trick. How to play the trick with you and how to take you to their own domains of satanic forces by which they could extract all your blood. I'm so sorry when I hear that these things have been happening all over, but in the places 
where there has been the seat of learning, the goddess Saraswati reigns, where people educate themselves. All these things have come slowly and settled down. There are other things also which are very dangerous, like people who are, call themselves psychologists. They can be very dangerous people. They are unauthorized. They have no idea about the psyche. They don't know that psyche also has another side, which is the right side, which is the ego. They can be very dangerously placed person like Freud. I don't know how people believe in him. In England there are so many Freudian, I'm surprised because I used to think that at least English are the wisest among all the Europeans. But more than the place where he was born and worked out in Vienna, there are more in England. It is most surprising what has happened to our wisdom. Even logically we can see that he was a hopeless case. First of all he had bad relation with his mother. Can you imagine? He had no sublimity of any kind, he was worse than an animal. And secondly, that he died of cancer in such a miserable condition. And he was nothing but a miserable personality. How can you follow a man like that blindfolded? Because he suggested that you are a sex point. All your relations are based on sex. There's nothing sublime. Now see where is the sex point? Is at the last, where there is a red. And here resides the innocence. This first center, which is the innocence within us, is the child within us, is looking after the mother Kundalini that you have. She is your mother. Everybody has their own mother settled down in that sacrum bone so sweetly, waiting for an opportunity to get this realization. She is going to give you your second birth and she is going to work it out and this innocence of yours, which you may kill any amount, is still there. And they attack that innocence. Today I find in all the Western countries there is a big attack coming on the innocence, on the children. They do not understand that there is sex has nothing to do with your evolution. It is not important for your evolution, of course. A married sex, which is a sensible sex, which has a sanction with the collective, is very important, no doubt, for the society and everything. But here, if you play about with your sex, it's a dangerous game. It gives you all kinds of diseases, it gives you impotency, all sorts of other problems, and worst of all, insecurity in the whole atmosphere, especially for the children. This is what it is. We have not been able to use our brains. Use your brains. God has given you brains. Come to logical conclusion. Like the mayor yesterday asked me, what do you do with them? I said, first I bring them to logical conclusion. See, what should we expect? We have known, Christ has said that, is it, it is written, thou shalt not commit adultery. I say, thou shalt not have adulterous eyes. Are we Christians aware of these warnings? Not to have adulterous eyes, just the opposite view, so that the eyes should be clean. There should be no lust in our eyes. It is to be at that point, not at the eye level, not at the brain level. It is at that point and it should reside there. There is placed your innocence because innocence guards you against all wrongdoings, all wrong things that you do with your sex. And that's how you get into trouble and you have problems. Yesterday we had people there, many people came, and as the radio fellow has told me that you better talk about how you cure people, uh, they'll be very much interested. I told them all how it happens and we did cure so many people there of many problems. <coughs> 
and so many things can be cured. And if you want, you can get my tape to know about them, how it happens and what chakras give you this thing. But in short, I'll tell you how we develop problems within ourselves. Now, one thing I must say, that when I'm discussing this, human mind is so funny that immediately they start reflecting upon themselves. Firstly, they feel guilty, oh, I've done this. Immediately they will start thinking that I've got cancer or I've got leukemia or I've got that. So if I tell you about the symptoms, it can be a dangerous thing. There's a very interesting book I read long time back when I was a child, Three Men in a Boat. I am sure all of you must have read it. It's a very interesting one. In that, a character of one gentleman who said that never read Materia Medica, the book about the medicine. Once he read it and he thought he had every disease, every disease except for housewife's knee. And, and the doctor was amazed when he told him he has this disease, he has that disease. He said, why not housewife's knee? Because I'm not a housewife, he said. <laughs> Otherwise he had practically every disease and he wanted a medicine for that. Doctor was, that time doctors were wiser, I think. He didn't want to take money out of him. So he said, all right, I've given you the medicine, but you have to take it. When you go away from here, go to your bedroom and then you can take this medicine. So he went home and opened that and there was nothing but a paper. And in the paper it was written, you are the greatest fool I have ever come across, never read Materia Medica again <laughs> and you are absolutely healthy. So when you start telling them how the diseases are caused, also people can start thinking, oh, I must be having this trouble and that trouble, nothing of the kind. Please don't think like that. I'm just telling you because you should not go into it again and it should not happen to you in future, not in the past. And those who have had problems also can be cured, it's not difficult. It can be cured. When you get your enlightenment, you can cure people. You can also cure, it's not difficult. So, now we'll start from the, from the imbalances that we have. For example, a human being has another funny habit, is to go to extremes. If you tell him, now in the newspaper or say in the TV, it appears that your legs should be like this. <coughs> the measurement of the legs appears or the measurement of the body appears. All the lady will try, ladies will try to be that, to become like the form that is given. But why? It, is, it might be some sort of an enterprise that people are trying to sell something just to make you thin or fat or whatever it is and that's why uh, they are publishing these things. Why just to you go into it headlong? May not be required at all for you. Now when they do it, they do it so much, so much overdo it that they develop really the problems which never existed in them. They were normal people and suddenly they become sick people. So in this way, we have so many extremes we go to. For example, we are people who are right-sided and left-sided, as you can see here, the people who are emotionally very rich and who go to the emotional extremes and the people who are more mentally rich and who go to the me mental side more. Those who have any desire and just work with their desires and weep for it and they are the most unhappy and the miserable people and I couldn't get this and I couldn't get that, they are the left-sided people. The right-sided people are that, why did he get that? I must also get it. 
such aggressive people are right-sided. Now, the people who are on the left-hand side think of their past, I was so very happy, now I've married this wretched man, I'm very weak. The man will say, I've married this wretched woman or some sort of a thing. They go on worrying about themselves for nothing at all and making themselves miserable. So we have two types of people. The another one extreme case we can say is Hitler. Hitler was the one who was so aggressive. He used his aggressive policies, he got people who were dead, who were aggressive and used them to entice people, to become aggressive. They could not see through, they could not understand that they are not a special race and they became such racist, which is uh, one can't understand with uh, human understanding that how can there be a race superiority when God has created all of us. It's nonsense, it's absolute nonsense, it has no meaning, no basis, it's not natural. God has created everybody separately in a different way. But this kind of a thing comes into the mind when you are identified with certain ideas on the right-hand side that you are an aggressor, you are an aggressive person. On the left-hand side, as I told you, a person makes himself miserable because he thinks of the past. But on the right-hand side, a people makes others miserable and aggresses others. Both sides are wrong, you have to be in the center, neither in the future nor in the past. So how to be in the center is the problem. By saying it or by brainwashing it, it cannot happen. For that the Kundalini has to rise. But you have to keep the balance. You shouldn't go to the extreme of anything. You should not become identified or clubbed with something which is not normal. You should be with little normalcy about it. Like uh, if you ask a person, now you have to do Hatha Yoga, there is a new system that has started Hatha Yoga. Without knowing what is Hatha Yoga is, what was the basis of Hatha Yoga, there are Ashtangas and all these things to be done. I have seen people doing only that little part of it, Vyayama, which is so indiscriminate, which has no sense as to what chakras are catching, where the Kundalini is, what is the problem. Such people can develop heart troubles, tremendous heart troubles they can develop and can be extremely negative people because though they appear to be very positive, can be very, very dry, very dry. They can develop divorces, they can be very aggressive. A time will come when they'll have no emotions. Even if their own child dies, they will not feel the emotion. They can be very, very dry people. Now we don't see that dryness is a bad thing. We do not see that, that we are not <coughs> feeling the emotions of another person. We do not think that is, that is important. Left-sided people are the other way round, as I told you. But when they go to the extreme, first they go into their subconscious, in which they see what had happened and they think of the previous lives and all that, and then they can go into collective subconscious if they go on pressing it too much. Or some of the people who are interested in their personal, all such base things, can, entice them, can hypnotize them, completely hypnotize them and push them onto the left side. Now cancer develops from the left side, leukemia develops from the left side, multiple sclerosis develops from the left side. I haven't seen one patient who has come to me having cancer, having leukemia or multiple sclerosis who is a right-sided person. And ultimately they can be epileptic or they can become lunatic or schizophrenic, all those things can happen to them. The right-sided person, on the contrary, will get a heart attack. He'll get a heart attack, definitely he'll get a heart attack if he goes too much with it. But first of all, he might develop a liver, very bad liver, hot temper with it. He may develop a pancreas trouble, that could be the diabetes. He could develop the spleen trouble, which could be a kind of a leukemia, uh, which comes out of speediness. 
uh, but it has to be triggered by the left side. So it is between the first the anemia and all that thing happened and ultimately he can get leukemia after that. And many children also become uh, patients of leukemia because their parents are speedy. Extremely speedy people get leukemia because they are all the time acting on emergency. Simultaneously uh, they are working on various things like you are driving, you are eating, you are listening to the radio, horrid news. Early in the morning you see the newspaper, all horrid things are there. They will never give a good news. You'll be amazed. We have been trying to tell people that we have found out solutions to many things. Please publish at least one line, half a line. But they would not.
be amazed. We have been trying to tell people that we have found out solutions to many things. Please publish at least one line, half a line. But they would not. But if there is a calamity somewhere, a horrible thing happened, early in the morning you open the newspaper, only you dropped up. You become so much upset that emergency is set. Then you have your breakfast, you have to catch the train, you have to rush up, you rush up, and you find that the train is delayed, you start shouting, screaming, all things work out. Ultimately what happens is that your spleen goes out of gear. It becomes crazy. When it becomes crazy, it's a speedometer. It controls our speed. And you become so speedy that nothing can fit into you. And the speed of the production of red blood corpuscles is so much increased that they become malignant. But of course the triggering, as I said, comes from the left side. So sometimes the right side can create a condition for the left side to act. Can also be just the left side can work out. If a person is uh, affected, say by a position, if he lives near a funeral place or some place where there is a cemetery or in the churches also you have all the dead bodies there. I mean, it's something I can't understand. People don't know about that. Why to put in the churches the dead bodies? I mean, normally anybody who dies must be cremated, except for the realized souls. Realized souls are to be buried. It's a simple thing because they give fragrance to the Mother Earth, they fragrance to everyone. But if you bury a person who is not a realized soul, supposing he's an evil genius, you know about this, that the souls wander about. And I have lived, since I've come to London, always near a church. And I've found all these souls coming up in the night. And they are horrible things and we walk over them. They are sleeping there, we trod on them. It's a wrong thing. People had no idea as to how de to deal with the dead. And that's how people have also created a double problem. The symmetry is in the, in the city, the center of the city, there will be a symmetry. All children are going there, everybody is going there, <coughs> pregnant women are going there. And these busy bodies can attack you. It's a fact. They exist. No doubt they exist. Even the doctors say that there are proteins, which they call them as protein 52, pro protein, protein 58, like that. And these are the proteins which invade us, our being by which cancer is triggered. And what they say that this comes to us from the area which is built within us since our creation, means from collective subconscious. But I mean they cannot put it together as I am putting it because they see things from outside, I see things from inside. Now when I tell about this, people don't like it. But it's fact, you should not play about with spirits. Now the spiritualists, the charismatics and the seven, what is that, Pentecostals are nothing but all possessed things. These possessions can be horrible and most of the lunatics and all these people have this position. You must have seen a woman walking, suddenly she becomes blind. Her eyes are open, nothing wrong with her, doctors can't cure. She can be easily cured if you can remove the position from her. These are all horrible things which can ruin your life and you do not understand why doctors cannot understand because they don't understand there can be spirits. They don't want to accept it. You can't see the spirits unless until you become a spirit. That is the problem, is that in English language there are three meanings of the word spirit. One is the spirit that is Atma, another is the spirit which is dead, and the one that you drink is also a spirit. <laughs> so you can understand how can I have three words which are just opposite each other, meaning the same. Now I am saying the spirit which is 
in the heart, which is the reflection of God Almighty. But this spirit, unless and until it is awakened, no use talking about. Better have it done so that you know how beautiful you are, how God has created you with such beauty, care, and you are all there intact, nothing is missing. You don't have to worry about it. You just don't have to think about it, Oh, Mother, how can I be? I've done this, I've done that. Please don't think. First thing I always say before starting the program, before the demonstration of it or before the manifestation of it, that first of all say in your heart of hearts, Mother, I am not guilty. That's one thing, this idea that you are guilty is absurd. It has no meaning at all. It is not even a speck in that ocean which cleanses you. So you don't have to say that, that I am guilty. Please, for heaven's sake, all of you have to say that in your hearts before we start any program further. Because how can you be guilty? As He is the compassion. You can't imagine what compassion is. His forgiveness, His complete forgiveness. At that time, if you have to feel guilty, we really insult His power of forgiveness. So we should not feel guilty about anything. Whatever has happened, has happened, forget the past, doesn't matter. It's a very important time, important moment you have arrived. The time of resurrection has come, the time of blossom has come, you have to become the fruits, it has to work out and it will work out. May God bless you all. I would request you, if you have any questions, you can ask me questions. But don't ask irrelevant questions and, you see, offensive questions, that's very wrong. Because, you see, I have nothing to get out of you. Nothing, I tell you, except that there are little <coughs> politics about it, that I am a capitalist in the sense I have all the powers within myself. And I am a communist because I can't live without sharing it. That's the problem. And that's why I am here. And so people should not ask questions which are offensive for nothing at all. If you want to get it, you can get it. I cannot force you as I have told you in the very beginning. It cannot be forced. I cannot promise you. I am sure it will work out if you little bit cooperate with me. So be kind to yourself and be open. You need not have blind faith about me, not at all, not at all, but you should be open to receive. If it works well and good, if it does work, we'll see it next time. Doesn't matter. I'm going to be in London at least for three years more, I hope so. May God bless you. Now, please ask me some questions. Spiritualist. Uh, is it wrong for, say, someone to lose someone, seek it, to uh, try and uh, get something back if you shouldn't have lost the husband? What is so wrong with that? You see, the spirits are, the dead spirits, yeah. are the people who belong to another country. They belong to another state. All right? They are in the subconscious area. If you start allowing them to walk into our lives, there will be many who will come round as immigrants, you see. And you don't know what they are up to, and they'll attack you. Moreover, those people who are realized souls or of higher nature never stay back. They know that this is over, 
and we should go back. Moreover, it, it is our responsibility also to see that we do not trouble them. I mean, we have used them, they have lived with us, now we should give them their freedom. By keeping them around, we torture them, we trouble them. And sometimes they can be very, very troubled, if, even if they are good people, we really trouble them. Let them go. That's not the time that they should be here, but they'll be back again. But why trouble them? It is because you are identified with them. Now about sickness, people say that for sickness, I have known people who are spiritualists who try to cure. But what they do is to remove one spirit and put another one into it. You see, a person, say, he's a, he is a person who is wasting money, say, in horse riding. So if you remove him from that, he'll become an alcoholic. If not, he'll start beating his wife. Because there's no transformation, you see, there's a gap always. If you, so it is better not to have some sort of a screw there, which is always to be replaced by something else. So these spiritualists also, those who try to heal, are just giving you relief in the physical being. Physical being is not so important. It is part of it. But we are not only physical being, we are also mental being and emotional being. If you try to be only physical being, do everything only for the physical side, then you forget the spirit and the spirits get angry with you. So you are three of these things which are to be integrated through your spiritual ascent. All right? So that's why in any case that kind of a work is of no help in any way to us because ultimately we have to see to the general good of everyone. I've seen spiritualists who have been acting as spiritualists end up their lives very miserably, most of them. Not only that, but whenever they are in a program, you get tremendous heat for them. All those people who have tried such tricks, I'll give you a very good example of Dr. Lang, who, was, who died, late Dr. Lang's uh, International Purity Center was in London. I don't know if it is still existing or not. I came to know about it because so many people in India suffered from that curative center and they came to me. I, I had no idea. Now this gentleman died long time back and his spirit entered into a soldier, not to his son, but to a soldier in Vietnam or someplace. And this soldier, now they write all this story. I mean, they are very frank and honest. I must say they are not hiding anything. So this gentleman came to England and told the son that I am the father. And he told him secrets where things are and all that. And he convinced him that he was the father. He said, you open a clinic with this name, late Dr. Lance International Curative Center. Now what they used to do, you see, you see he, he got hold of many doctors who were, who were sort of unhappy or some sort of things, or those who were lingering behind. So he used those spirits. And what he did by using those spirits, he used to write a letter, which I have seen myself in many cases, that at this time, at this hour, we will enter into your body. I mean, they frankly do. They didn't say that we are going to do anything divine or And we'll enter into your body. When we enter into your body, then what will happen? That you will start shaking. Don't be worried. It is we who are in you. And once it happens, it would happen after three months or four months, but they would give exact timing. And then you will feel better. Now, these people who came to me suffered from tremendous nervous trouble. And out of all these who came, even one percent I could not cure, one percent. They were such gone cases. But they had a miserable old age. And I still know of a lady, she's just laid down in her bed and she goes into tremors and things, and nobody can help her. I haven't got time to pay so much attention to one individual. So it's a miserable case. Every time I go there, she meets me. I put her right. Again she goes back to her bed. Again she gets it. 
It's a very long process. I'm not here to cure you, I must tell you very frankly, but to give you realization. But as a byproduct of that, you all get cured. That's it. You just as a byproduct of that, you get cured. Moreover, you must understand that God is the source of all common sense. He will only cure such lamps which will give lights later on, because we don't look after lamps which are gone cases. So they can be born again. But God looks after those people who can give His light to others. Of course, many people get cured. I have seen in London, the first wave of Sahaja Yoga started, we have thousands of them, they got cured. But out of them, very few really took up Sahaja Yoga and helped others. They just forgot. Of course, they have tremendous respect for me. When I go to India, they all fill the hall and all that is there. But they are doing nothing for Sahaja Yoga. They are not doing anything curing for others. They are not raising their Kundalini. They are not giving realization. It's, a, it's really sometimes I feel that so many people have been cured, so much God has done for them, but they don't understand why God has done it for them. It is to give it to others. You don't have to do much for Sahaja Yoga, don't have to pay a single pie, nothing is needed. Only thing is God has given this power, all right, just give it to us. That's all, it's very simple. And you feel so happy. You are so employed by God that you do not feel bored at all. It's such a wonderful thing. But one must accept that if He has been kind to us, we have to be kind to others. It will just automatically work. No doubt. It works. I know people get cured. No doubt about it. Any other question, please? Yes, please. Little loudly. Can you say loudly, please? What's it? Why you don't like it? <laughs> I said something here, it's a question really, is something I can't understand. You see, if I am something, if this picture is my true picture, then why not have it? All the pictures you have of Christ are not His own. Very few people have seen it. And also there are no one who has taken His picture. Actually, when I see the pictures of Christ, I get a shock. I said, how can this be Christ? I mean, this miserable creature cannot be Christ at all. But you don't mind having all these things around. Even the cross that you have can be horrible, made of plastic, made of this, made of that, might give horrible vibrations to you. You don't know anything about it. With this picture, you'll be surprised. The person who first got realization got through this picture. In this picture, there are vibrations. When you will get realized, you will know that only this picture has that vibration because the real thing it is. Thank God the science has given us the real thing. If there were cameras before, we would have had pictures of all those great people. Because there were no photographs, they said, better not have any pictures. Because all the pictures were imaginary, done by people who wanted to have some money. With this picture, many people have been cured. All right? Especially in Australia, a miracle happened. That's how the media took me over. There was a lady, a friend of a very big journalist and a businessman there, who was in coma, and doctor said she has got a brain trouble and uh, she cannot come back to her normal conditions. There's a damage in her brain and she's dying. Then everybody had given up hopes. And there was one Sahaja Yogini, she said, all right, you just allow me to put this photograph under her pillow. And you'll be surprised she came to consciousness next day. 
By the time I reached there, she was very conscious. So all the media was there to receive me in Australia. I was surprised because media is the last which attends anything that is real. I was myself aghast to see them there. <laughs> but this one thing worked out. And it is really true. It has happened now that woman is walking about. You can write to her and find out. So this is what it is. It's a very good thing that has happened that we can take pictures now because I think I cannot meet everyone in this world, but they can at least see my picture. People get cured by this picture. But what's wrong? Supposing your picture is like that, I would like to put it there. But is it like that? That's the point is. You see, some people say, why you are doing it? I said, better you do it, I would like to retire. Actually, today my husband was very angry with me. He said, why are you there on Saturdays? And why don't you come? I said, now it's being advertised too much, I just can't come. He's not, uh, he wants me there for some purpose and he was not very happy about it. So I would be very happy if you could sit down here and do the job. I see, I'll be very happy <laughs> and retire. But you can't do it. And why to feel bad if I can do it? Because you can do many more things that I cannot do. For example, I can't drive, I don't know how to write a check, I don't know anything which you know. So many things there are I do not know, you'll be amazed. I'm so simple that people can call me a rustic woman because I don't know many things that you know. But I know one thing, that is awakening of your Kundalini. And then another thing, this photographs also knows you somehow. Yes, please. Must be something about me, sir. You better find out. It's true. It's true, but something about me, definitely. You see, we, whatever our education is, what has come to us, Buddhism and all that, has come to us through other English writers or Western writers. But if you really go into the literature, you will know that it is already prophesied. Even William Blake has prophesied absolutely about Sajjama. He said that God of men will become prophets and they will have powers to make other prophets. But who reads Blake? No one. They read Freud. He described to such a detailed account of Sahaja Yoga that sometimes I am amazed. No Indian seer has seen that, what William Blake has seen. But our mentality is funny because once he had his exhibition, I went to see his exhibition. And people were looking at nude women that he had painted. He was innocent. He didn't paint any nudity. He just painted women without any dress, just the body. But they were looking at the nude women, so look at our mentality, looking at William Blake also we praise him because he had painted women without dress. He was innocent. It has to be done. The time has come. At the beginning of life, I know there were hardly one or two people, but today is the time, a time where many have to become. As you know, on the tree of life, there were few flowers, now there have to be many flowers because the blossom time has come and it has to be simple. But supposing it is simple, must you not accept? It's like my grandmother saying, I don't believe you can go to moon, how can it be possible? It's like that. 
It's a jet age. If there is speed outside, if the tree is growing outside too much, something must have grown inside, the roots. And this is the knowledge of the roots which you do not know, which you should know, how it has grown, what it is sucking. All right? If it is so, why not have it? I mean, if I say there's a diamond, will you refuse it? You say, all right, if it's diamond, let's see. Keep it open. It's more than all the diamonds put together. It's true. It is very simple to understand if you see God's point of view. His creation has to have a meaning and you are going to give Him the meaning. If it doesn't work out, this creation is going to destroy it because human beings are going to be destroyed. You can see that. You can see around what is the situation is. It's a little confused question uh, because, <laughs> uh, but I understand what you are trying to say that people are seeing through now because they are intelligent, they are seeing through and it has reached a certain culminating point, you see. All these philosophies have reached certain culminating bounds and they, have, they are seeing that what is the result. Now the time has come for them to see the result of all these mental projections we have had about everything. So people are thinking that there must be an answer to all this. Whatever we have done may have been little wrong or something has been more linear, it is not expanding us and it is not giving us what was promised to us. So they are thinking about it and they are going down to find out the answer. That's why there is a seeking, no doubt. But it is also the plan that they should be here, that they should be on this earth at this time. All so many things have worked out. But the reason is that there is confusion. In this confusion only you are going to find it out. If you are not confused, if you are sure that you are doing the right thing and you have done whatever is right which was before this, then you would not have thought of it. But just now people are seeing that we are relatively living. This is also right, this is also right. How can that be? If right is one, then it should be one. So people are thinking about it, they are seeking, in the seeking they might do mistakes. Some people might do many mistakes like going to wrong gurus, might uh, spend money for it, maybe become bankrupts, might go to drugs, might do this punk rock, all kinds of things are nothing but expression of that feeling within that there's something beyond. It's true that, that is, this confusion has led to the seeking, no doubt about it. Because they are all challenged, these philosophies are challenged, everything is challenged and people see that it has given no result. Our forefathers did the same, we are doing the same, what's the use? We have to reach somewhere. So 
For example, Jung has talked of universal unconscious much before I came. They have prepared the stage for Sahaja Yoga, I should say. All right? Now don't ask about that. What do you think about him? What have they done? What good have they done to you? In general, there's one principle you must apply to all of them. On the gross, anybody who is interested in your money is not your guru, he is a parasite. On the gross. In the subtle, Anybody who doesn't manifest your powers has no powers of you. These two you apply to every guru and don't ask me individual questions. The one who is interested in Rolls Royce, I mean if you think him to be a guru, I must say this is something surprising, very surprising. It's a parasitic living. Yes, my child. I could ask a very unpleasant question, but I'd rather not because I know an answer. But she's spoken tonight about Jesus Christ coming into the world and he left the world. But before he went, he had a supper with his apostles and there came a flame on the head. As you talk about the cold, the cold air. Who? Now I wonder whether you have anything in your faith which It's again confused, my child. But doesn't matter. Let's see now. They they had a, a hot air on their head. Is it? Did you say so? When did you? When was it? Where was it written? You saw it in pictures. No, in scriptures. In scripture. What is it? Yes, it's all right. Now I'll tell you what. You see, hot air will come out of everybody's head now, even you are sitting here, because there's heat within. First, the hot air will come out. You see, Christ tried to give them realization. But they didn't believe him. Believe me that they never believed him till he got his re resurrection. No, till they got his real resurrection. You see, till he got his resurrection, they were still like this. You see, little halfway, not fully there. And that's why the hot air came came up. You will see now gradually, as you settle down in Sahaja Yoga, when you will be fully equipped, when your vibrations will flow well, it will be full. Base. Otherwise, hot air comes. You see, with people who have, most of you will first have hot air, no doubt about it, because they are seat accumulated. Now I'll tell you a very scientific thing about it, that when it is hot, say for example take helium, helium is a gas, you know that. When it is hot, all the molecules in it fight with it, revolt against each other, they are absolutely volatile. But when it cools down, they become collective and they move in a collectivity. It's even in science is shown. And is the cool breeze of the Holy Ghost has been described in the Bible also. So it should be a cool breeze because even apostles who Christ had, 
were not, didn't get their realization fully because they were doubting him, still not doubting, but I would say they didn't have that faith till they saw he was resurrected. And after resurrection to have faith was rather wrong, isn't it? Untimely, I should say. <laughs> I, I can understand that. That time, you see, this was not there. I mean, to talk of realization itself in that country was something so out of the blue. They were fishermen, not Cambridge students, <laughs> and you could not explain to them. But still they were simple people, and they were honest, no doubt about it. But to their honesty, they could not understand how what this man is saying about self-realization or of second birth, see. And so they doubted it was all right at that time. But today it is not all right, because once you get realization, you see for yourself. All right? also had this experience after his resurrection. You see, they had faith in him, but I wouldn't say they got realization, except for John, I would say, but others I am not very sure, because the way they write about his, uh, about his works is something an outsider writes, you see, it's just uh, not the person who is in it. You see, when they write, that's not there, I find. But the worst of all I feel about St. Paul, who should not be there at all, he had nothing to do with Christ. I can't understand why he's there, because according to Sir Yoga standard, he was a supraconscious personality. I don't know why he put them there, because he saw a cross or he did all this. He was the one who was killing all the Christians to begin with. And then suddenly, I don't know how, it was a Roman trick perhaps to put him there, and I don't know why. But somehow, I cannot explain it. Huh? <coughs> what is? He had an experience on the road to Damascus. No, that was not, that's not the experience. Experience is different. The experience, you can get it. You see, the other day only one lady saw a cross on me. She saw, or us, another one saw something else. That's not the thing. That's not reality. So you're saying his experience did not exist, but yours is existing. Yes, because that, that you can also get an experience, supposing you are taking LSD, supposing. All right, anybody taking LSD. They come and see me, they just see lights coming out of me. They don't see me at all. What is it? You see, you also are taking too much time of others. Okay. All right, now leave it. You come and see me, we'll talk about it. All right. It is, you see, we should see what have you got out of it. All these discussions and these dogmas. What have you got? You see, what are, what are we going to achieve out of it? Just think of it. What is the use? We have to get the reality. Why discuss all these things? We have so many clergies here who have been studying Bible and all that. And they are now fed up, their heads are off now. This dogma, that dogma, this, that, it's over now, finished. Just get the reality first, then we'll talk about it, all right? You just get the reality, then. What is it? I Of course, that you will be in meditation. You cannot meditate. You get into meditation. That's the most meditative state. Now, so I'll tell you what happens to you, all right? Let me talk on that. <coughs> That's a better question, very good question. First, when the Kundalini rises, all right? You won't feel anything, most of you won't feel anything, but some of you may feel. You may feel heat in the body, you may feel uh, kind of a, some people might feel the throbbing in the back, in the spinal cord, might feel. Little, not much. It's not very painful or anything, don't be frightened of anything. Then it will rise. Some of you might feel the rising, because if there are obstructions, you can feel the rising. If there isn't any obstruction, if you are not misidentified, if you are not extremist, 
if you are in the center, normally it shoots off in the split of a second. When it shoots off, what do you feel? Is you feel a cool breeze coming out of your head. But normally, as I have seen, people are complicated. There are complications in the physical, mental or emotional being. People are not so balanced. Mostly they have liver problems or things like that. You might get a heat coming out. First the heat comes. Quite a lot of heat might come. When the heat disappears, then you start feeling the cool coming and you feel very nice inside. Then the bliss starts coming. You start feeling absolutely relaxed and you feel in your hands the cool breeze is coming. But first of all you feel on the head. You should feel yourself. Nobody is going to certify it for you. There is no falsehood about it. It's a thing that you have to feel. And once it happens to you, then you can develop it. Because though the Kundalini at the first shot comes out, but then she tries to look after your different organs if they are sick, your mind if it is overloaded, or anything that is wrong, it creates a balance and it again comes out. So you have to just know how to re-establish it yourself, because it is your own, everything is your own. It's, you can think like this, that this light is your own, is your own lamp. I just have come because I have got the flame in me perhaps. Then I put the lamp. Your light is enlightened. Now you look after your light. It's your light, it's everything yours, the power is yours, it's your mother, it's your own spirit. And then you work it out. Unless and until you work it out, you will not know whether it is true or not. You have to work it out. Now you should not be identified with anything. That's one thing is true because you have not seen the reality so far. Say, for example, Mr. X says, this one says, all right, must have said it, but he is not here. Today he is not here. It is I who I am sitting, all right? So it is better that what I am saying, you better receive it, because it's nice to live with the past. Like people want to believe in the past, because it is easy to handle the past, or live with the future, because it is easy, or live with somebody who has written a book or something he has done to us, but why not? Believe in yourself that so far you have not got anything of your own. And I am saying that you have to got it, get it of your own. That's the main point I am trying to say. That you must not believe into anything till you have found it yourself, within yourself. That's what it is. And if you are identified with other things which you have been doing, most of the people who are paid to some guru or something get very much identified with them. But what have they given you? Have they given you any powers? Nothing. Can you feel another person? In collective consciousness, you should be able to feel another person. After realization, immediately you can start feeling other person and yourself. Immediately you can know. But you need sensitivity, which we lack quite a lot in the Western world because the life is very strong. But in India, I've seen people get realization, immediately they start feeling it like that. It's very easy to cure Indians, I'm just saying, but difficult to cure Western people. They are very complicated, ego-oriented, overread, all that is. But once the Western get it, they settle down much faster, much better, much deeply than Indians do. It, it's like if you have the teeth, you don't have the food. If you have the food, you don't have the teeth. It's a funny combination this world is. <laughs> all right, let's have it. Now see what sort of thing we work out in Cambridge. All right, so all of us should forget all about these things. Be honest to yourself and fair to yourself. 
So far by doing all these things you haven't found yourself. Accept this fact. I have nothing to gain out of you. I haven't even written a single line, a book, nothing. So you must know that it is your own. I'm just like a banker who is cashing your checks. Better have them cashed, for which you don't have to pay anything, you don't have to put in any efforts, nothing. But once you are realized, then you will know what is to be done. But first get your lights on. All right. Now just cooperate with me, as I tell you, without much questioning. I'm not going to tell you anything horrid, nor am I going to trouble you by anything. It is your own blessing just waiting at your doorstep. Can you believe me now? If you can believe only this much that I am genuine, it will work out. May God bless you. All right. Now put your hands towards me. And if you, it's not very inconvenient, please take out your shoes, because this Mother Earth also helps us. It's better to take out your shoes, it helps. If you are sitting on the ground, it's all right. You have to touch your Mother Earth with your feet. So if you can take out your shoes easily, it will work out faster. Moreover, it is a very tight thing on the feet. Now, this is the question of language of hands, you see, which is an international language always. But this is the language where the hands get enlightened. And the hands have to speak. As Muhammad Sabar said clearly, at the time of resurrection, your hands will speak. So our hands have to speak. And that's how we have to see how our hands will be speaking. So these centers, which are shown here, are represented in your fingers. So these are five, six, and seven. And in this side, left, left and right. Once these centers are enlightened, then you can feel yourself and feel others. To begin with, we do not understand what it is, because it is too great a thing. But once we start using it, we are amazed how we start transforming, how things start happening. All right, now just put your hands straight like Sit comfortably, be comfortable. If you have anything tight, please make it a little loose. It's better, not that it makes any difference because very subtle. But why I'm asking you? Because attention goes there if it is something tight on the waist also, if there's something tight, you see the attention is drawn. Make yourself comfortable. That's the main point is be comfortable so that for a while you could be with yourself comfortably. If you're wearing any big malas and all that, please take it out. It's better to this heavy thing, anything like that, please take it out. It will help us. Just first get yourself realized and then you start understanding. <coughs> now, after this, I have to tell you one more thing, that you have to keep your eyes shut. The reason is that when the Kundalini rises, above this which it wants to pierce through, at that time it presses this point, and the pupils go into dilatation first before it is piercing through. And that's why if the eyes are open and the Kundalini is passing through, she may stop. So please keep your eyes shut, that's all. Just keep your eyes shut till I tell you to open them. 
and if you have spectacles and all that you can also keep them safe because you don't have to see me anymore till I ask you to open your eyes. So it's better to keep so that you don't have problems of your spectacles. Now close your eyes. Now don't open your eyes as I have requested you. Please don't open your eyes. That's all. Because this is just opposite of hypnosis. In hypnosis they make you open your eyes and put their eyes into your eyes and do all these things. What's happening? Now no gesticulations, nothing. Nothing abnormal has to be done. Whatever has to happen will happen within. Nothing abnormal things have to be done. Nobody has to jump, shout or scream, that's all nonsense. You are not to do anything like that. Not to turn your necks or anything, just keep quiet. If you cannot keep quiet, it's better that you go out for the time, but just keep quiet. That's very important not to disturb others. <coughs> 